The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day. What's in your wallet? We got Vilma for another hour, and we got Jalen Rose, we got Damian Woody, it's the Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Pick from a range of coverage options with the Name Your Price tool to find a price that works for you. The music cut out early there because Vilma just dropped like seven requests on us at once. <laughs> Poor Bubba, what do we do well, with This was one of his requests. I had, I had to write up the music. Clean. Yeah, oh, yeah, I had to get them clean versions of it. Oh, it's tough to find them without swears. Did you find my Stanley Clark Silly Putty cover that I wanted? We're looking. All right, thank you. You'd be surprised. I, I would go all over the spectrum. Wedding DJ, That that's my next gig in another life. That doesn't pay as well as sitting next to it. I said, in another life. Yeah, all right. Well, unless you get really good at it, and then you start doing festivals. Uh, joining us now, a man that knows uh, my co-host pretty well here. We've been lucky enough to talk to Vince Wolfork a bunch of times. But I don't know. I almost want to get out of the way as the two of you guys get out of here. <laughs> Vince, what's up, man? What's going on, boss? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're watching right now. Do you see those two ribs hats that we put for you? We got the U helmet, and we got the ribs hats for you. So, Tell us a little bit about the Ribs hat. You know I'm always messing with you, too, about it when I see your commercials. Man, you know, everybody <laughs> knows. So, so I, I just, oh, back, you know, um, you know, last year I hooked up with Kings. So they reached out to me, and we just did a little something. And um, I'm good to say that, you know, my, my relationship with Kings for is pretty good, you know. And, but, you know how I, you know how I roll when I cook, too. Yes, <laughs> baby. So, it was just something fun that we put together, knowing that I like the barbecue, um, and basically King no. Fred but see, you, you're trying to downplay it. So Vince says he likes barbecue. Vince gets excited when when you talk about like some good barbecue. Vince gets excited, and he's and I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to do your mannerisms, but I'm telling you, he him and barbecue, him and food. If it's good food, you'll know. You'll know it's some good food. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Look, I mean, I've seen the big Y ads. I'm up here in, in New England, so I've, I've seen him with Vince for a while. Who was, uh, Vince, who was a better basketball player, you or Vilma? Me. Vilma just played football, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Vince, are you serious right now? Are you, are you, we used to have pickup games. We used to have pickup games. Did you, did you not see my explosion on the court in the pickup games? <laughs> that don't have anything to do with nothing. Have you seen my explosion on the court? <laughs> Listen, I used to be, I used to beat Vince in basketball, pool. I know you remember that. You used to kill him in pool. I did not. Uh, you lying on your on your radio show to make yourself sound pretty good. <laughs> so, I'm going to let you roll with it. I love you, brother. Oh, man. So was it what is it the is this like a big brother little brother thing? Cause no, you guys no, are no, same no, no, class. no, 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 no. Brother, 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 okay. brother. We right. we love each other like a brother, brother, brother thing, but man, uh Vince I I will say though, so all honesty, Vince was, uh, if not the best tackle, one of the best tackles I played with. And this was all I'm talking dating back to college. I saw Vince real as serious as a heart attack. I saw Vince on a third and short one time, our senior year. He may not remember this. He literally, it's third and short, jumped over the lineman at the snap. He was in a four point stance, jumped over the lineman and made the tackle to stop the running back for a one yard gain on a third and short. I swear to God, I looked at him, I was like, Wow, it was him, Sean Taylor, and DJ Williams were probably the three most freakish athletes I had seen. Andre Johnson too, but on yeah. defensive side, those three were probably the most freakish athletes I had ever seen. But you know the thing, you know the thing with us, John is 
And I tell people all the time how different University of Miami is because we always competed at the highest level with one another. It yep. wasn't so when we played against people, it was like a practice for us because we saw the best of the best in practice. And, you know, we always pushed each other. I remember I remember we used to get up in five thirty, six o'clock in the morning just to work out and, yep. and get it done. But we were so dedicated to being the best. You know, and uh, I, I, some of my best teammates come from college. I mean, hands down, uh, being being around some of the best, being around my brothers, being around a chance to grow with one another, man. Uh, those were the best times of my football career, man, being in college with a bunch of you guys. And even to this day, we remain close friends. Like, we, we're brothers. No matter where we go and who we play against or who we play with, we always brothers, man, and um, I, I cherish those memories. And I, I talk to a lot of people that want to know about, you know, what we did in college and you know how we did it and stuff. And I say, you know, you can never take away the fact of what we had and what we did in college and to make us the best, man. And we, you know, it just came down to uh, each one of us is being dedicated to each other and to the game and have being passionate about what we did and love. And uh, we pushed one another. So that's why we were good. And that's why it wasn't surprising to see that we had successful NFL careers because we were taught the right way. We had that competitive edge over everyone that we did not want to be defeated. So if you look at, you know, NFL now and back in the days, uh, you would see some of the baddest players that ever played the game with hurricanes and the longevity and in what we did because we was passionate about it, man. So um, that's something that I'm always going to, you know, remember and, and cherish and tell stories because those times I love, you know, those were times that where we worked out and we pushed each other and we were pissed off at each other. We, we, we fought, we, we did everything that brothers do. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we fought for all, for one cause is to win. And we did a lot of that. We're talking to Vince Wilfork here, the Rosillo Show with Jonathan Vilma. And I'm just going back to that being competitive because I, Vince, you're never going to remember this. Maybe I brought this up once before, but when you were drafted in, in, uh, 04 and you went 21st, I was the first person to interview you. I was actually in Foxborough at the time doing a draft show mm-hmm. on that day. And really, if people, you'll remember this, but if people remember how the draft worked out, how'd you come out? Like people thought it was weird that you even went 21st and you were the yeah. sixth pick. In the first round, so of the six of the t- the top twenty one picks were Canes, and yep. so you know Sean went fifth, Kellen went sixth, right, and then I went twelve. You went twelfth. DJ yep. went seventeenth. <laughs> Vernon Carey went. How Pit mad man. were you that all these dudes were going ahead of you when pissed. you would come out a year before? <laughs> like you were supposed to go ahead of all those guys. <laughs> he was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. He was pissed. I remember. I remember you know, being sitting there and seeing all my buddies getting picked. And some of them actually came to my draft day party. And I remember talking with DJ. DJ really didn't know what to say to me. And they just saw my face, how bad I was. And I got picked by New England. And I remember talking to my defensive coordinator at the time, uh, Randy Shannon. He said, don't be mad because you're going to be the first one to win the Super Bowl. So don't be mad. And I was like, man, I don't know. I ain't trying to hit that mess, coach. Hey, man. Wait, Bernie before me? I'm glad Bernie before me because right. I hated the dog. 
Hey, I'm telling you, I remember. I, I so wait a minute, this. DJ's at your draft party, and he gets yeah. drafted at your party yeah. before you. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm pissed off. Hey, I how mean, about I'm... this? I, I called Vince to congratulate him. So <laughs> I called Vince. I'm like, Vince, man, congrats, man. I'm going to play you twice a year. He's like, man, what the hell? <laughs> I should have been trying to say, what the hell going on? I was like, uh, all right, Vince, I'll talk to you. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those. I was pissed off, um, you know, and after talking to Randy Shannon and after I was, a Super Bowl, I was like, okay. Yeah, nah, you didn't have right. to bring that up. Everybody knew that you won the Super Bowl. You didn't have to bring that up. All right. I was like, who? It worked out for the best. You know, I couldn't have a, uh, one of the better careers that I had uh, without, you know, my roots basically growing up and loving the game, um, going to high school, playing in, you know, my hometown, Santa Lucia's at the time. Now we have probably like three high schools and then going to the University of Miami and play with all my buddies that 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 just like I said, we always took it to a whole other level. And then getting drafted by New England and being coached by Bill Belichick and it was just my career couldn't win any better than it did. So uh, I'm happy yeah. to be you know, retire and, and, and live a good life man. Hey, no doubt, Vince, and really appreciate the time. I got to tell you, for a kid just coming out of school, disappointed where you get drafted, you faked it great on the radio. We thought you were pumped. <laughs> so there was, you couldn't tell how disappointed you were when I interviewed you, what, 13 years ago? Yeah, yeah, but I had, I had to fake the phone, but I was pissed. <laughs> you did a great job. All right, Big V, man. I appreciate you, man. All love, brother. Okay, awesome. Vince Wilfork, NFL 2004-2016, same class coming out as Vilma. Jalen Rose on yes. all the – LeBron stuff, the Rockets, what's up with them? Also, maybe my Westbrook theory, and then Damian Woody in studio. So some great stuff coming up here at Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Geico presents Left Brain versus Right Brain. After much deliberation, I've decided we should switch to Geico. Hey, sounds good to me. We could save hundreds of dollars on our car insurance. Which, now I'm just blue sky in here, we can reinvest those funds into my business idea. Oh, not this again. First, get some investors on board, right? Nobody is going to invest in dental floss made of turkey jerky. Okay, well, not with that attitude. Wow. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We got Damian Woody. He came in early. He always stops by the Rosillo Show early. That's why we love him so much. He's decked out. We got Vilma in studio. So Damian Woody and Vilma. And now Jalen Rose on the Shell Penzo Performance Line. What is up, my man? How are you, Jalen? What up, though? Thanks for having me on. <laughs> so you got to be ready. You got two guys with Super Bowl rings in here just wanting to fire NBA questions at you. So 
Uh, last night was I'm, fun. I'm MLB, NFL. Done. Uh, okay. Oh, that's what, all right, Jay. Whatever you want to do. Derek that's Peter that Detroit coming out. Retire <laughs> by doing the Yankees a favor, wherever you want to go. Okay. Right. Jalen, remember, five days a week bringing it. So, if I look at last night's game and then everybody going, oh, you know, we all knew LeBron was going to just tell Lonzo just real stuff, basic, you know, kind of information here. But then everybody runs with it and then be like, okay, that means he wants to end up out in L.A. You talk to a lot of people. You know, I talk to some people around the league. Like, I'm still of the the belief or at least understanding that we still don't really know what LeBron is going to do. So what is the most important thing? What is the kind of stuff that you hear that sways you about what kind of decision he could make after the playoffs this year? So here's the thing about LeBron James. I'm noticing a guy who's the best player in the game, hasn't played arguably better at any point in his career, more efficient from three, finishing at the hoop, averaging as many assists as ever, as many rebounds as ever. He's just planting seeds around the league. When he leaves Houston, he hugs up with Chris Paul, who's the godfather of his kids. Then we're going to speculate about Houston. When he Plays against the Los Angeles Lakers. He puts his jersey up over his mouth. He tossed Alonzo ball. LeBron leaves New York City. What does he do? IG post, king of New York. So I think what he's truly doing is keeping his options open. But in reality, I would not be surprised if he ultimately stays in Cleveland with all things equal. Hey, Jay, listen, I – I don't even care about the other team. I'm all about the Lake Show. I make no bones about it. I've repped the, I've repped the purple and gold. And my here's my thing: when we talk about Lonzo Ball and how unselfish he is uh, as far as distributing the ball, he ne- definitely needs to work on the jump shot. But my bigger question is: Do the Lakers have the pieces to attract like two max contracts? Because I'm looking at it as okay, this summer it's time to take it to that next level. If I'm if I'm the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, I have some bad news for you and your purple and gold. They have the cachet and the history to attract basically any player. But the reality of it is, who's actually a realistic option? I don't see LeBron James going to play in Los Angeles in a rebuilding situation for a squad that has Kuzma and Brandon Ingram as the second and third best player. So you look across the landscape and say, who's going to be a free agent? Paul George has already acknowledged that he loved to play in L.A. Boogie Cousins is going to be a free Can you get him from New Orleans? Possibly. Now, if that is able to happen, then it's more legitimate. I don't necessarily see that taking place to the point where they're winning. Because in this scenario, when you go to Los Angeles, people look at you now to be the savior. But the Golden State Warriors have four all-stars. So if you're going to knock them off, if you're going to knock the Houston Rockets off, if you're going to compete with the greatness of the San Antonio Spurs, you're going to need multiple all-stars. And I just don't see that level of collection of talent going to L.A. unless LeBron and CP3 and Paul George just all team up and say, we're going to go play there. But I think that's a long shot. Well, going back to LeBron, Jalen, why does he need to plant seeds? He is the best player in the NBA, clearly. One of the best players of all time. What is if he tells Cleveland at the end of the season, look, Cleveland, give me X or I'm going here. Why does he even need to take time to plant seeds throughout the league? The reason why he does that is control. Really, I've talked about if you look at the Eastern Conference, LeBron James, as he rose to dominance, either dismantled the competition, an older Celtics victory, 
an older Detroit Piston squad that was really successful or disabled other Hall of Famers like Dwayne Wade, wouldn't play with him, wouldn't play with Chris Bosh, and then other players that are going into the Hall of Fame and were in the East at the same time, like a Carmelo Anthony, wasn't able to build anything to create a rivalry with Amari Stoudemire, and obviously Paul George and Derrick Rose weren't able to do it either. So that's who LeBron is. On a night-to-night basis, not only does he get a chance to be the best player in the game, but don't underestimate Rich Paul, his really good friend, represents a ton of players around the league. So he also becomes big brother to Ben Simmons and Eric Bledsoe. And the list goes on and on of players that, whether they're represented by Clutch Sports or they come through the LeBron James Skills Academy. So he gets a chance to play big brother as well. So he gets a chance to touch all of the bases and uh, control pretty much like a puppet master what's happening around the league. We're talking with Jalen Rose, part of NBA Countdown. Again, that coverage tonight starts at 7 Eastern Thunder Sixers. That's part of our Sixers All-Access Day on today on ESPN. Since I have you three guys with me, again, Vilma, Woody, and Jalen Rose on the phone here. Jalen, you move teams. Vilma, you bounce from the Jets. Damien, I remember your deal going to the Jets, but that was deciding to leave New England for Detroit at the time. Jalen, I'll start with you. I want you guys to just jump in. When did you know it was time? Like, for sometimes for you, Jalen, you just straight out traded, but like, when did you start thinking, okay, this means I need to move on to another franchise? Well, in basketball, normally, if you're a popular player, regardless of your, I guess, salary, which means you have fans and people wearing your jersey, what they start to do is trash your name publicly and talk about things that people don't aren't necessarily able to quantify, like how's his attitude, how's his practice habits, how's he in the locker room, to justify moving you. So once you get moved, people like, that's why they moved them. It makes sense now. So in basketball, it kind of works that way because you don't necessarily trade player for player. Nowadays, you just trade in salaries. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I remember when I, it was about time for me to move from the Jets, the stories came out that I don't fit the 3-4 defense. And uh, Boom. We, you got you to gotta move on from that. But I remember personally it was time – when the one day I woke up, had a good night's sleep, felt good, but I woke up and said, I don't want to go to work. That was the first time ever in wow. my career, training camp, college, high school, the first time ever I woke up and said, I don't want to go to work. And that's when I knew. That's actually when I actually I called my agent that day and said, it, it's not going to work. This this can't be the, my, my career right here, so we got to do something. That was the first time. <laughs> Mine was all about the money. <laughs> my, 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 listen, mine was all about the bottom dollar. The, the year I left New England after the 2003 season, but the year, but, um, before the season started, you know, they tried, we tried to negotiate a contract. We just couldn't come to terms. And the policy was that you, we, we weren't going to negotiate during the season. So, you know, fast forward, we go on and, you know, uh, we win the Super Bowl that year. I make the Pro Bowl. And I remember after the Super Bowl going into Coach Belichick's office and Bill was in there along with the GM, Scott Pioli, and they were they basically were like, you know, man, we really want you back, but you're saying one thing, your agent's saying another thing. I'm thinking in my head, okay, I see what time it is. And they were like, oh, okay, well, we're going to let you test the market. Well, when you say test the market – Literally, I threw up the deuce. I went into the <laughs> locker room. I went into the locker room and I grabbed a black trash bag. And I remember Willie McGinnis like, bro, where are you going? I'm like, I'm out of here. And he just started laughing like, yeah, okay. I'm like, 
I guarantee you will not see me step foot in this locker room again. I cleaned out my locker, and literally, like two weeks later, I was signing a deal in Detroit. So, yeah, man, I'm like, man, (laughs) listen, I'm not about to take this hometown discount. I got to be able to feed, pay these bills. I got kids. I I got my wife now. We got kids, man, that we got put through school. So I had to get that bread. (laughs) What about you, Ryan? Did you have to get that bread too? Um. You know, Belichick did let me test the market. uh, (laughs) How that worked out for you? Worked out? Uh, Jalen, have fun tonight. This all-access stuff you're doing is awesome. And then with two teams like the Thunder and the Sixers tonight, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks so much for your time, man. Thanks for the love, fun group. And, Damien, you can buy a lot of rings on eBay. Always get the money. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Remind everybody, too, as well, uh, Jalen Jacoby podcast. Subscribe right now to the 30 for 30 podcast and the Listen tab of the ESPN app or Apple podcast. Brought to you by Delta. Making your travel experience informed, connected, and seamless. Keep climbing. We got Woody sticking around. Let's talk some NFL. We got a bunch of good games this weekend, so let's go through those. Pick them. Uh, that was fun, man. We probably should have just started with that. You guys were awesome there. It's ESPN Radio. Now that Human Resources VP Ashley Campbell has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, she's managing her workforce like a rock star. She even has her own hype song. I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. Have a really diverse workforce with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. Now we're motivating and engaging the right people every step of the way. Kronos. HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Jonathan Vilma approves. Damian Woody hanging as well. The Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio. want to remind you, we got you covered right here for bowl game action. Tune in for this game coming up tomorrow for the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. That's followed by the Gildan New Mexico Bowl and the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. Coverage begins at 1 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPNRadio.com, and the ESPN app. Vilma was trying to explain to me, Woody, that, okay, Pittsburgh, the way they seem to defend New England, Tom just mouth-watering kickoff, going to dice you guys up. Yep. Who knows? I mean, maybe teams get mad, things are inconsistent. But he was telling me, like, defensively, it's really hard for you to just become a different defense and implement all new things based on the matchup. So how would you see that offensively when you would notice, okay, something hasn't been working, and now they're going to try this completely different thing against uh, some of the quarterbacks you're playing with? Well, I mean, a lot of teams have tendencies. You know, that's why we do, like, four-game breakdowns. And teams, over over that time, they kind of do the same, you know, some – same type of things in down and distances, and and Jonathan Vilma will tell you like third down six plus they run this, these run these schemes and you know so on and so forth. So when they start deviating off of that, then it's just like hmm okay. Uh, well, who was the most predictable? Like who did you think was the most predictable on defense? And then you go offense, like coordinator scheme, yeah, team or scheme. Give me team. I, I would say scheme, like scheme wise, I would say like um like. Like when Tony Dungy was playing, that Tampa two, you knew what they were running every play. Basically, they they weren't yeah. changing. Tony, like Tony Dungy, uh, Herm, Herm, they because they all came from that same yeah. school. Um, they just and what was they that? just played like, fast. 
What was that? They just depended on their their front guys get after the quarterback. It was literally um, rush the passer and play the run on the way. Right. That's when they had like it's that's true. when they had like Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice. They had like some some ballers on the defensive line. And they, Booger was on that, wasn't he? Yeah, yep. Booger, Booger, Booger was, was on that. Yep, Booger was on it. You know, so they had John Lynch at safety. You know, all that type of stuff. And Brooks that, was was still like, even Brooks, though he's bigger, he was kind of like athletic enough to run around. Brooks, he was oh, never big. Derek Brooks was small. Oh, Brooks uh, is my Derek, size. Derek Brooks is your small. Well, I see. Yeah, I Derek Brooks I see was like, now. well, first I'm bigger than you. Let's be clear about that. So I'm not that small. <laughs> so let's be very clear about that. I'm bigger than you. Second, Derek Brooks was my size. Yes. You wait, gosh, I don't know. I guess Derek Brooks was like two twenty, two twenty five. I yeah. see him now, though. Is he? No, huh? he's not bigger. I, I well, maybe, I haven't seen him in a couple. Maybe of he years, changed but... up his diet. I just, thought, I just thought he looked. Every, everything about him and that defense was speed. Okay, all right. So, about. who do yeah. you think was predictable then? Uh, no scheme was predictable. The the quarterback that had the marquee player, like a Calvin Johnson, Matt Matthew Stafford. Like a uh, Tony Gonzalez when he was with Kansas City and Atlanta, when uh, or Antonio Gates, you knew on third down that's where he's going. That that's his comfort zone. That's his outlet. So we would make sure that we would double that guy and then figure out where they're going to go with the ball after that. So it always take about you know a quarter, quarter and a half if we're playing one of those teams and say, all right, look, we're going to double just on third down. We're doubling Tony. Period. And then let's see where Matt Ryan goes with the ball now. Let's see what the coordinator does. Because I mean, listen. When you open up a game, most teams, especially offensively, you have like plays that are scripted. They have 10, 15 plays that are scripted. Yep. But as the game progresses, you go and back and, and you, you always you revert back to who you are. That's right. And it's, if it's that matchup, the quarterback's going to look for his guy. And I think that's what, that's one reason it's hard to defend the Patriots because they're, from week to week, they morph into different things. They go, one week they could be feeding Brandon Cooks, another week they could be feeding, you know, Gronk. Then they could be feeding the running backs out of the backfield. You yeah. just don't know from week to week how they're going to attack you. I mentioned that Kevin Falk was yeah. my toughest cover. Yeah, toughest cover because he was a guy. He was like the like Dion Lewis with Dion Lewis. Exactly, now. you could put him in the slot. You run him out the back. He run every route out of the backfield, seam route included. Put him in the slot, and like you said, it can go three weeks where he wasn't the main focus, and then next thing you know, it's like. Damn it. <laughs> he, he's the guy today. He's the guy. What was it like dealing with Vilma for you, Woody? Speed. Like, he was – the was one he, thing, he, he was he was athletic and very high football IQ. See, guys with high football IQ, they, they, they diagnose plays quick. So as an office lineman, you know that I can't get hung up in the trash. I got to get up there and get on this guy because if I don't, then he's going to make every tackle. It's kind of like Luke, like mm-hmm. Luke Keekley is like that. He Duh. is his football IQ is just through the roof, and he's able to diagnose plays and make the tackle. And you know the big uglies can't get to him. Yeah, to that point, my mindset is I don't want to be with him. I don't right, want to touch him. He doesn't want to lean on. He doesn't want to do lean on me all, all game. <laughs> exactly. That's playing. That's playing to my my advantage. All right, how, did he? Did Vilma talk a lot? Nah, nah, he wasn't like that. What about Woody Vilma? Nah. See, I, because I, I, I told Ryan like way back, I said, there, you get the lineman, they always do a little extra after play and all that. I get that. You know, I, I accept that. So I never really talked a lot of trash afterwards. First, I had too much to think about anyway. So my whole thing was make the play. All right, a little shove after the play, whatever. I, I, I got to figure out like the personnel down a distance. I, I'm see, not worried I, about that. See, I talk trash like, 
if somebody comes at me, then, then it's on. It's on and popping. Then, then I'm. Then we're definitely yapping the whole game. But like, it does nothing to me. Like, talk to linebackers. Like, you're smaller than me. Like, I I can crush you. Like me, I like, I like talking trash. Thanks, to like the thanks, big guy. Yeah, that yeah, makes me feel I like so good. Trash to the big guys because you know I can get you and you can get me. It's that's just the competition of it. I have to admit, just as a guy who watches, when I see the enormous guys get messed with with like a slot receiver, yes. It has to infuriate the big guys so much. Well, you know, like, you know, you're but you know here, what? But you know what the problem is? You know what the problem? Here's the problem: it's always the little guys that start things, but they never finish. They never finish. They never. Finish. They do all the talking, and all somehow they happen. always back out. And, well, and then, once it gets but going. once you once you watch it like on yes. film or the TV copy, they're <laughs> yes. like in the back. But we're the big guys. We're the ones, you know. Uh, slamming people, throwing punches, doing stuff like that, and they're the ones in the back just kind of watching like, <laughs> look what I started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who you got? You got the Pats this weekend or Steelers? Man, it's a close one, man. This is going to be a it's going to be a hell of a game, man. But I'm going to I'm going to say the Pack, uh, the, the Patriots. Un- until until so the Steelers, wait, 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 until wait, wait, the Steelers why, can, why why why? 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 Um Steelers got to be able to crack the code. The one thing the Patriots do, they take they make you play left-handed. Okay. They, you know, traditionally. So you think that they can stop Antonio Brown? Patriots can stop Antonio Brown. I think they can slow him down enough. And and Le'Veon Bell. Yes, that's a it's a tall task. It is a tall tall task, task, but still, Patriots got to steal his number. I like I like that That against Le'Veon more than most teams, even though I don't love their personnel on the front right now. But I remember talking with Brewski before the playoff came last year, and he was great at this. Yep. And he was so animated, and we were behind the set at Sports Center. I go, what do you guys do with Le'Veon that's different? He goes, all week, all week, Bill will be saying, don't let his patience and, and allow you to be impatient. So if you let him get a yard or two, tackle, wrap him up, done. But if we're tackling him three, four yards behind the line of scrimmage, that's bad because that means we're all rushing out to go get him, and then we're going to be out of our, our assignments. He goes, right. that whole thing will be let him read off of him. Like don't basically, freak out. Basically, build build a wall. Yeah, just build right. a wall against him because he's mm-hmm. going to be dancing back there. And the minute one person poke poke their head in the wrong gap, he's gone. And I think the Pats, even though again not liking the personnel, they're they're better disciplined with that kind of stuff than most teams are. They just seem to do it week in week out. Are you okay. taking the Steelers? You seem like you. I, I am taking, taking the Steelers. I yeah. am taking the Steelers. I'm yeah. taking the Steelers. Uh, I I know I hear all the four no. I get that, but the Steelers are very talented and and can score literally from any position. That that's what that's what I look at when I'm like, all right, even if you stop one position, the running back, for example, they can still get off in the passing game or vice versa. So I think that they crack the code. Good stuff. Hey, you're awesome. Gonna come back, all right? Thank you, Damien. Yep. All right. Up next our picks against the spread and I yelled a little bit about the U thirty for thirties, which I've done before on CSPN radio. Hater, jealous. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. On the Ryan Rosillo Show. Are you serious? We made like three movies about you guys. 
We made we, like the thirty for thirty series could be brought to you by the U. I, I you guys yes. are on nonstop again. Like every time I turn my TV back on, yes. I see you guys. I'm so sick of all of you dudes. Why? Why are you sick of us? Because why? it's always the same stuff. Like if you guys can brag okay. about all the crap that you did and all the stuff that was in the gray areas, <laughs> and that you were the outlaws, and that you were thugs, and then as soon as anybody else says that you were a thug, then we're all jerks and we're racist and we don't get it. Like you guys wait, are so wait one a minute. Like you wait. don't care if right, right. you embrace. All of it. I'm I, hot. No, I'm ready to go, Vilma. I you come that. in here, you start you, pushing you, me around. Wait, no way. No. I'm pushing. <laughs> Rosillo. <laughs> Where did this come from, Ryan? Because I saw you last night in the You Invented Swagger t-shirt yes. with the big chain we on. Talk about One of your we teammates did. accused the, the state of Florida of oh tearing down the Orange Bowl to erase the memory of hurricane football. That could or, possibly be true. Or to increase revenues <laughs> in a new stadium. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm I'm a little. How do you feel right now? Do Do you feel like it was worth it? If you feel like if you I feel honestly, bad. I honestly feel bad because you and I become so close. <laughs> in just a few weeks. I did th- like oh, I think the man. last three nights I've gone up to the master suite, the master bedroom at my place. Um, I turn on the TV and it's it's been a different you. Yes, it's been a different one every time. You. Let's just move on. To All right, let's page. move shall on. We, All right, with shall we? weekend preview, the Rosillo Show, brought to you by Geico. Fifteen minutes <laughs> could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit us at geico.com or call one 947 Auto. We have music today, Bubba, for this. Just anything. Our boy is back. Vegas couldn't keep him down for too long. After a strong four and one week, yep. Rosillo's creeping back toward five hundred on the season. Not after this week. As they always say, it's not how you start. But how you finish? Right. Trying to get to what nine seasons of this? Uh, you go first. No, you go first. Nope. I'm the winner. Winner always enters in last. Yes, I'm the champion. All right. Troy minus seven versus North Texas. Give me North Texas and all seven of those points. Really? I'm taking Troy with the points. No, it's minus the points. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is a lot easier. This is a pick yeah, Okay. So I'm picking. The L.A. Chargers are a pick at Kansas City. I'm picking Kansas City. Best record in the division. They win against their division opponents. Uh, I don't know. You can have them, dude. I'm all about the Chargers from L.A. Wow. Green Bay plus two and a half at Carolina. I'm taking Carolina. Aaron Rodgers is not 100%. He's good enough to play. He's not 100%. Carolina, they're fighting for a division title as well. I see a theme here. Motivation. What is the team playing for? Uh, I'm going Green Bay plus two and a half, so we're split on the first three. The L.A. Rams plus two and a half at Seattle. That other team in L.A. Yeah, that other team in L.A., they're uh, five and one on the road, so I will definitely take them with the points against Seattle. Yes, but... Sierra and Russell Wilson gave out Starbucks gift cards. Which means what again? It means that they're dedicated on and off the field. Wait. wait Although, wait, wait. you know what? Maybe a distraction. Maybe you're right. Yeah, give me no, the no, Rams. No, 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 no. You can't switch up your pick. You got Seattle. You just didn't realize that the Rams. I see the Rams highlighted there. Yeah, I had already highlighted them. Ugh. I don't like when you pick with me. That means we're going to lose. Minus three last week. at Pittsburgh. <laughs> I've, I said Pittsburgh all day long for two hours. I said Pittsburgh. I am taking Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the three points. They're the home dog. 
Betting wise, I, I still think New England wins the game, but I'm just those three points. Okay, so the best you can be is one game over 500 on the season. I will be the best you can be. I don't think you will be because you picked some games against me, and I'm better than you. Just I'm just throwing it out there that I am better than you at this. You're better looking. You're younger. You're faster. You're stronger. Well, well don't you know what? Do I, not, I'm okay. I accept. I'm accepting you, of my lane. You are patronizing me right now. No, I'm Stop it. I'm, I'm not I'm non-delusional on air person. <laughs> Stop it. It's a Rosilla show with Jonathan Vilma at CSPN Radio.